We're not experts, much less competent. This podcast is friends bullshitting about conspiracies. And also confirming absolutely nothing about it. But we keep each other in check by deep frying each other's topic. Consider yourself warned. Because whatever mankind must undertake. No, the f- the governor. That's they a f- f- did it. That's a Three men must fully share. Stop f-ing lying. God f-ing damn it. I'm getting pissed out. We propose to accelerate the development. They have human animal hybrids. Much larger than any now being developed. You have what's been described as an egg shaped penis. Until certain which is superior. Oh. Oh. You're a nasty bitch that no one likes. We know we're under attack. Bitch. No, I mean, okay. you saw the dude. And you offer her cocaine again. No government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Do you understand that? Welcome <laughs> to Deep Fried Conspiracies. Jimmy. Yes, Trabby. Did you guys see the good news lately? I did not see any good news. No. What is it? That we, Deep Fried Conspiracies, are rising in the ranks. You mean like we took a Viagra? Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting up, but in a different way. Oh. Yeah. We, our friends over in Britain, have decided to place us at number 91 in their top 100 comedy factions. Fiction. Fictions? Fictions? Yeah, fictions. Fictions. Fiction. Comedy fictions. That's right. probably what's so funny about it, because we don't know what we're talking about. Exactly. And the, the worst part is, I don't understand how we could be in a comedy one for Great Britain without... I mean, we have to censor the word cunt, so we I don't do? understand... Oh, God. <laughs> so... <laughs> now you think... <laughs> now, I, now you know. Shoot. Wait, we just... We got, like, three more spots just for saying that word. Just saying. <laughs> anyway, so, with that good news out of, out of the line, Jimmy... Yes. You have come to me... It Stop. You have appro- you have decided that you wanted to take this <laughs> you wanted to take this episode for yourself. No, no, yes, say you, it. No, I came. No, no, no. I'm not, not saying it. All right, in a dream. In a no, dream. No, no. A very wet. You're not dream. Freddy Krueger. Yeah, on my head. So what? Do, what do you have to bring, Jimmy? What do I have to bring? You know, this is a deep fried conspiracy, and I found something kind of by mistake. You know, like. Sometimes when we do these podcasts, not Robbie and I, but like you, Trent, you go out and you do some research. We don't do research because yeah, we just, I know Robbie and I, I just fly tell. by the seat of our pants. Yeah, you, I you know. just smell it. Yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. It's like the birds when they're not hey, real. Hey, you, you know what the worst thing you can hear from a child is? <laughs> oh no! Hey, mommy, my felt, my, my fart fell on the floor. <laughs> my fart fell on the floor. <laughs> I heard that on the radio. I know. I heard that the other oh, day. Is that place. funny? Oh, that was cute. It was on our local radio station. <laughs> it's horrible. All right. What are we talking about? Your topic, whatever my it top- is. So what I was saying earlier, before I said my fart fell on the floor. Anyway. That um, you do research. You take this serious. Rob and I just show up and drink beer and, and laugh at you. Yeehaw. And anyway, this one just kind of fell into my lap. And like a fart in the floor? Not, not, not like a fart. Oh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway. Because by the time we'll get done with this, you guys will shit all over my conspiracy theory anyway. Yeah, it's too that late. I, that, I, that I have here. And... Um, you want to get started on this, or do you guys have some news or something you want to tell no, me? No, I already gave the news. Wait. The good news. The good news. I want this mole. I want this mole I want checked out. Anyway, so no. Jimmy, please continue. <laughs> Wait, seriously, though, no, for news? No, no, no. No, just no, a touch no, of news. No, real news. No, there's... Th- no. Real news, all right? <laughs> well, this is current events. Current events. It, current events. So I... I'll uh, take current events for $200. Just got vaccinated for COVID, right? And, of course, all, uh, all these connections of mine told me it's like all different things. So I was prepared. I went in. 
and it was a busy morning. Again, they just opened up the, in my area, open up to anyone. There's no longer restrictions. They can just walk in and get a, their COVID vaccine. So, so big, big Husky guys can now get it. Big Husky guys can now get it. So I, I go in. Uh, I sit down and they're like, hey, do you have any questions on any of this? I'm like, yes. Uh, how long does it take to evaporate all the jizz from my balls from this vaccine? And is it true that uh, I'm also going to lose my pinky toes? And they don't have the same humor that they do in Deep Bride Conspiracies. They uh, <laughs> they didn't appreciate that whatsoever. <laughs> I'd made so many fat jokes if you would ask me those questions. I, I, I tell you, once again, uh, just some advice. When you run the microwave, close, close the fuck. Close door. The door. Okay, because it's, it's eventually going to get to you. Oh, there it was. Three minutes. Okay. Three minutes before yep. I said it. Yep, yep. Three, three minutes. minutes. <laughs> so here's an actual true story about just, me. Just so you guys know, we took a poll right before this started on how long it would take Jimmy to say the F-bomb. We said six. Three is what we got to. Hey. New record. Yeah. New record. <laughs> so you guys were, you're talking about COVID shots. Correct. And I, and this actually happened to me with my COVID shot, and it was all very innocent. But oh, you could, no. But so I went to our local drugstore uh, to get my, my shot. I had an appointment at 11.45 a.m. And before I went in, a couple of little tiny little old ladies went in. You know, very thin, gaunt-looking little ladies. They hot. went in. Yeah, they're very hot. Not wearing panties, I'm sure. Oh, but Lord. anyway, like Betty White hot? No. 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 Nobody's Betty White hot, but Betty White. Uh, obviously. Yeah. So anyway, the RN nurse that was giving the shots, you know, the, you take a person into the room she closes the door, and then the person comes out a couple of minutes later, and then the second woman goes in, door closes and stuff. And I walk in, and she goes, oh, how are you doing? I said, good. She goes, are you ready for your shot? I said, I sure am. She goes, man, it's nice to have a little meat in here for once. Oh. What? Wait, 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 wait. That's deep, exactly to, what she said. To deep fry this part, was she saying a little meat or a little meat? A lot of meat. A lot of meat. She, and, <laughs> and, and here's the thing, is, is when she says a little meat, and she stuttered and stammered, went backwards. She said to me, she goes, I meant on your arm. I meant on your arm. <laughs> and, oh, my God. And, and she sat there and turned four shades of red. I had not closed the door yet, so everybody outside had heard this, and there's a lot of giggling going on out there. She goes, you can close the door now. I says, are you done? Are you, at that point, just leave it open. Yeah, You're exactly. already out there. Just leave it open. And she goes, I meant to say that you, you have a lot of meat on your arm. Compared to those two little ladies that I just did. I said, well, they're still out there waiting. And now they just, you told them that they have scrawny little arms. So that actually happened to me. Nothing about my scrotum or anything, but it was the meat on my arms. I mean, doesn't that match your high school nickname? You know, Little Meat? Jim, Little Meat Colby. Was a... No. No. Now, my nickname was Amos. It was Amos. Because <laughs> he's going to let that one go. Because he normally gets Amish hand jobs. That's. Uh, no, 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 no. No, the. <laughs> Amish, the Amish hand job master. You know what? If I gave you a hand job, you'd follow me home. Oh, I already oh. do. What are you talking about? I know. <laughs> we need to get to the subject. No, we're not here. We're, we're still going on. So back back to my nickname. There's an old um, comic strip called Amos and Andy from the early late fifties, early sixties, and our town drunk and everybody has one. So don't say you never had a town drunk. A little town of, of seventy people that I grew up in. The town drunk Oscar called my brother and I Amos and Andy, and mine stuck. And my brothers never did. And so if you went to my hometown to this day and said, hey, uh, do you know a Jim Colby? And they're going to go, no, I, I know a Tim Colby, which is my brother, you know, Tim and Jim. If we'd have had a sister, it'd probably been Kim, you know, because that'd have been cute. But um, my, my, my pastor of my church, all the school teachers, everybody uptown, everybody knew me as Amos and never knew what my real name is. And so I actually do have a nickname. And then at, at home, I have a nickname too. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a whole other story. What? <laughs> It's a great story. I bet it is. Little meat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 
The other night, I came. Ah, there it is. Yeah, the other, the other night. night. Oh. Yeah, there the other it is. night, I came home and my I knew it. my wife called me a sex machine. Oh, well, I think it was sex machine. She called me a tool. Same thing, right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just get to there's, the trick. <laughs> there's only so many of these I can handle. We need the topic. That's not a dad joke. That's a, that's actuality. <laughs> that's an actuality. Actuality. Yeah. All right, Daddy. No, stop, Daddy. Give me, give, give, give me that topic. All to right, topic. Let's do it. So my topic is is pretty controversial, and, and you guys will have all kinds of information to, to throw at me. I'm sure. I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna do a quick backstory to explain to you how I came upon this because I said this one fell in my lap, like the little meat thing. My wife just giggled next door, so <laughs> and then she no, made, like the like then the she held her fingers two inches floor. apart and, went, and did this. Well, to yeah, me. because you said little meat. <sighs> you I'm know, pretty sure if we took a poll of at least a hundred. Females, a hundred females could pull on this and it'd be like a truck, exactly. Like a truck, what are you gonna scream? <laughs> no, it's like a tow truck, a, 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 a tow truck. A, a right, tow so, what tow fell on your lap? <laughs> you got you got somewhere to go, yes. <laughs> I, I gotta go down. into this topic. Holy settle shit. down, <laughs> Eunice. Settle down, Eunice. So, two summers ago, my wife and I had the opportunity to we bought out a fish farmer down in Arkansas and we had to drive down there we wanted to make it a trip so we we ran over to nebraska went to a concert went through arkansas and before we got got to arkansas we were driving and we just happened to stop in joplin missouri and here here's kind of the weird part about joplin missouri is back in in may of 11 there was that f5 tornado that went through there and devastated the whole community so we pulled into joplin missouri and we've been driving all day probably 10 12 hours. And as we pull into Droplin, Missouri, the sky is turning green like it's a storm coming up. And, you know, we've all seen those crazy storms that, that blow up onto your community. And, uh, you know, the, the weather, the, the sky is green and yellow and purple and just almost spooky looking. Well, we didn't think anything of it because we just pulled into Joplin. We went in uh, to like Outback Steakhouse, went in and ordered the steak. But as we're driving through Joplin, Missouri. I figured that after Outback Steakhouse, your shit would be those colors, but that. No, that's after I eat Skittles. Oh, shit the rainbow. Oh, I Sponsor love Skittles. Skittles. <laughs> yeah, that would, wouldn't that be cool? Skittles and KY Jelly. Shoot for the rainbow. <laughs> Never mind. So you had Skittles at Outback Steakhouse. No, we did not have Skittles. We had a nice steak. <laughs> but as we drove into Joplin, Missouri, everybody, and I mean in almost every yard, people were standing out in the yards staring at the sky. And I'm like, what's the big deal? It's just another thunderstorm coming through. Well, then you quickly forget that back in May of 2011, that a tornado devastated this community. And we finally put it together. Jen goes, oh shit, we're in Joplin. And these people are gun shy because they got ran over back in 11 where 167 people got killed. Now, fast forward to about a month ago, I was home and uh, my wife's always finding things to watch on Netflix. And one of these things she had on, the thing was called Super Tornado. And my my wife's favorite show is Twister. And so I figured Super Tornado... I thought that was her favorite game to play. No, that's the thing she likes to do in the bedroom. Anyway, okay. anyway. You ever play Crisco Twister? Anyway. You should play Crisco anyway. Twister. Anyway. So, favorite movie, Twister. Here's my advice to you if you're playing Crisco Twister. Anyway. Use the liquid. Anyway. Use the liquid, anyway. not the lard. <laughs> God, you guys. So I flip on... Flip on this thing called Super Tornado, and basically it's kind of like a National Geographic type of, of show explaining what happened in Joplin, Missouri back on May 22nd, 2011. Now, this program is about 45, 50 minutes long, and I'm watching the thing, and, and I, I kind of, I don't want to say I lose interest, but it's just kind of the same old explaining how this all happens. And uh, 34 minutes and 38 seconds 
into the program, they're talking about how the community is trying to heal. And what had happened at that point, they said um, they started painting all these murals across the city with butterflies on it because many of the children had saw butterfly people during the height of the storm. Okay, that's all that was said. That was all that was said is butterfly people were seen at the height of the storm. And I'm like, what in the hell? So it was like a big newsreel of like, and they found the F5 tornado to be 159 miles per hour, taking out four homes, 158 people dead. And oh, there were butterfly people. Yeah. Good night. And may six be on your side. Yeah. And, And I'm like, what the hell is butterfly people? Okay. So this tornado was an F5 with 200 mile an hour plus winds had come through town, uh, did $3 billion in damages. 161 people dead, over a thousand people injured. It took out big box stores like Home Depot, just leveled them. So the EF5 was 200 miles an hour and uh, it was on the ground one mile wide for over 38 minutes. So you can imagine the amount of destruction this thing could do. We actually, after we had dinner, we drove in that area, which is basically nothing there, uh, in the middle of town where where this thing went through. So here's all all happened. At at, at 1.06 p.m. that afternoon, they had announced that the conditions were right for a tornado. And at, at about 4.30 that afternoon, some storms started up in the area. And at 5.09 p.m., they issued a tornado warning for the area. And at 5.17, they said, now the warning is for Joplin exclusively. And 17 minutes later, the tornado hit the ground. And so this all happened in less than 45 minutes. So people had very little warning. If you weren't paying attention or you weren't watching the TV or had your smartphone on, you, you didn't know this thing was coming. And so anyway, what had happened is when this thing came through town, after doing a lot of research, um, anybody that owned a basement and were in their basement all lived. The only people that died were people that were on the main level. And so what had happened is um, after the storm had gone through and stuff, some of the children were in the hospital uh, with the family members and stuff, and they were telling uh, the pastors are telling anybody listening to stuff about the reason we lived is the butterfly people came and saved us. And so this one gal thought, well, that's very vivid imagination that this, this butterfly person came. And as the story kind of went through the hospital and through the community over the course of the next week or so, hundreds of children of different denominations, different social backgrounds, uh, different economic backgrounds, they all came forward and pretty much said the same thing, that, that just before the storm hit, these butterfly people came down from the heavens. Some were the most beautiful colors they'd ever seen. And they, they said colors, one child described as nine years old, said it was colors that I've never seen on earth. And they're so beautiful. And what had happened is many of the children also saw these same butterfly people taking people up into the sky. And, and when that happened, it was a bright white light going back up into the sky. And those obviously were thought of to be a people who passed away, who had died during the storm. And so as this whole thing transpired and it just got bigger and bigger and the the same story was told over and over by children all the way from the age of three to 14 years old. And so a year later, this gentleman was hired by the city to come in and he was going to uh, do some murals on the walls to try to help benefit the city. And they had hired him and he asked for volunteers. He got over 200 children that volunteered that had lived through the storm. And he said, well, I don't know what we should do, guys. He had many, many adults also that that showed up. But he says, you know, let's all take a piece of paper and paint or draw what you want to be put on this mural. And so when he started collecting these these pages from these children, they're completely different than what the adults had seen. And many, 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 many had these butterfly people. Now, this gentleman that's doing the mural is not from Joplin area. He had not even heard of the butterfly people. And so they basically had this huge meeting out on this lawn and... All these kids now, for the first time, have been brought together. 
and they're talking about the butterfly people. I mean, they've seen, you know, their school was gone. I mean, they hadn't seen a lot of their friends for a long time. And so what had happened is that over and over, they're hearing the same story about how during the height of the storm, these butterfly people came down, took their wings, and they covered their parents, and they covered uh, the children. Um, There's even one child that was thrown 160 feet away from his family. There was, there was a family of four kids and a mother under a mattress on the floor and the one child got sucked out and when they found him he was wrapped in a green rug in the middle of the debris like a burrito they said it was wrapped like you rolled a child in that this green rug didn't come from their house it came probably from a neighbor's but what they had said is that it was amazing the child said when i was in the air the butterfly people wrapped me in the carpet so i didn't get hurt when i hit the ground and so now, if you go to the city of Joplin and you drive through the town, you'll see that many, many of the murals have butterflies on it. And what they'll tell you is that the butterflies are signifying a rebirth of the city, like a cocoon and a butterfly coming out. But if you look at these, a lot of the children put angels also on the murals. And um, a lot of the adults thought it was bogus. The psychiatrist they brought to the school says, you know, this is their way of dealing with it. But these children are all standing by their story saying these angels came to protect us. And many of the children also said they saw butterfly people taking people up into the sky. And I thought it was just really kind of kind of strange. This whole thing kind of landed on me. And um, so then a couple of weeks, my wife and I were talking about it. And I said, then I think on the next podcast, I'm going to bring that up. And my wife just had surgery uh, last summer. And she goes, hey, you know, I watched this movie that was pretty cool. That's kind of like that. I think I, I should uh, play it for you. I said, yeah, that's kind of cool. I said, let's let's watch it. And this movie was made in 2015, and it's called The Cokeville Miracle. And I don't know, I had never heard of this before. I'd never heard of Cokeville. Cokeville is a city in Wyoming in the United States here. And uh, this happened back in May 9th, 1986. What had happened is there was a disgruntled person, disgruntled person who was pissed off at the city because he used to be the marshal in town, and they fired him. The man is very, very smart, and he had come up with all kinds of bombs to blow things up and the thing he developed he developed a gasoline bomb that would blow up and he had he had got a hold of some of the stuff that when the bomb blows up that the air is on fire it takes all the oxygen out of the air but the entire air is nothing but a big fire bomb and the guy's name was david young and he used to be the like i said the marshal of the, of the town anyway he was uh considered he considered himself a genius i don't know if anybody else did uh, but broad spectrum yeah right there. but if you watch it and stuff i mean they show him blowing stuff up and you know like taking school buses and, and just incinerating them with one one gasoline bomb. And what the whole movie was, uh, and this is all based on fact, according to the you know the people that wrote the movie, they um, him and his wife, who was his wife, was pretty supportive of all this because he was a genius. She, uh, he had um, air quotes genius, right? <laughs> and uh, so he had gotten two other guys to help him out, and and he they thought they're going to go like blow up a bank or something. And once these two other guys found out that he was going to blow up a school. They said, no way. And he just took him and handcuffed him into the minivan oh. and said, well, you're coming with anyway. Yeah, regardless. <laughs> and so long story short, he takes these, uh, him and his wife walk into the school. And this is back in 1986. And of course, you don't have the panic buttons. Security of Security sort, and yeah. stuff. And, and it's rural Wyoming, in Cokeville, Wyoming. And they walk right into the school. And his wife's along. And, and she goes out and tells all the kids, hey, we're all gathering. I got it. We have a surprise for you. I mean, she didn't work there. Nobody knew her. Hey, guys, we have a surprise for you in 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 the uh, in the other room. So everybody come. Everybody come. Now this is an elementary school. This is this is first grade through sixth grade. And they invited everybody. And then she went from classroom to classroom to classroom. Ended up, she had 154 children and adults in a room 32 feet by 32 feet. And they brought them in. Clearly, this was before COVID. 
Yeah, exactly before COVID. Well, obviously. <laughs> and so they bring these kids in, and the guy wheels in a bomb. And he and uh, he tells the principal, go call 911 and tell him that if I don't get $2 million per child, Jesus, we're blowing this place up by the end of the day. This happened at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So as he was, as he was there, um, people weren't quite believing him and stuff. And, and when he shows this, this bomb and the, the school teachers all kind of going, this guy is serious. And he barricaded the doors and whatnot. So he has all these children there. And of course, you've got that many kids in a room. The kids were pissing him off because they're coming too close to him because he was kind of a, oh, a, a germaphobe. Kind of like a germaphobe, but he didn't want anybody near him. So one of the other teachers took a piece of uh, masking tape and they, they did, kind of did like a 10-foot square in the middle of the room where this guy was sitting with a gasoline bomb. And he told the kids, he said, we're going to play a game. Nobody crosses this line or, or, or you're out. <clears throat> and all the kids went, oh, okay. And so everybody backed away from him and stayed away from him. And this whole time, the gasoline bomb is dripping and getting gasoline fumes in a room. And one of the teachers says, can we open the window? Because the kids are getting ill from the smell of gasoline. There's a couple of kids that were throwing up and stuff. And he wouldn't let anybody go to the bathroom. So they're throwing up in like in the, in the sink of the science room or wherever they're at. Mm-hmm. So this goes on for a couple hours and escalates. And now they have the entire city, which has two police officers who were both out of town. When this <laughs> happened. One was 120 miles away and, had, and drove 100 miles an hour to get there to see the ending of it, basically. He, he, it blew up just as he got in the town. But what had happened, he... he screamed I feel at, like that was a spoiler. Yeah, right I was going to say, uh, I think you just gave away the ending. Yeah, no, the ending's great, yeah. So as, as, the, uh, as the children are all getting anxious and stuff, the kids, one of the kids said, let's, let's just pray, which pissed him off. And so all the kids were over in the corner praying and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, this David Young who had this bomb in between his legs on a cart because they wheeled it in on an old steel cart. Um, he says, I got to go to the bathroom. He takes the, they had a, like a, a switch that he had clipped onto his uh, shirt, kind of wrapped around his arm. And the deal was that if anybody tried to tackle him, the bomb's going off, we're all dead. And so what happened is he says to his wife, um, I'm going to put this around your arm. Don't move. I'll be right back. And so he goes to the bathroom and somebody says something to her. And she turns and looks and the bomb goes off and the bomb blew straight into the ceiling, blew out the ceiling. And he comes in and sees his, his wife covered in flames and he, 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 he's beside himself. He doesn't know what to do. So she's screaming because she's in flames. He shoots her point blank and kills her and then looks at all these kids screaming and he shoots himself. And all the 154 children and adults all got out of there, and only one adult got shot as he fled by this guy before he shot himself. And so after... Shot and killed or just... Nope, just, shot, just shot and wounded. Got it. Matter of fact, the, it was a teacher that got shot trying to help children out huh. before, you know, he shot his wife, and then everybody take off running because now the, the room was on fire. And um, this teacher's taking all these school kids out, and he's trying to, you know, keep them low because of the smoke. And as he goes out the door... He, the, the, this David Young gets pissed and shoots him in the back. And he got the kids out and went down on the ground. He was back uh, teaching uh, three days later. Jeez. And anyway, so at the very end of the movie, they're talking to a bomb expert. And the guy goes, I cannot explain how not everybody in this room is dead. And he's, he explained that because the gasoline bomb was dripping, it dripped on this highly flammable powder that was going to turn the air into an inferno, which they had showed earlier on in the movie. And um, all these kids came forward uh, over the course of the next two weeks, all saying, you know, this this person came and all these angels came flooding through the, the ceiling, all dressed in white, and they all stood around the bomb 
And when the bomb blew up, the bomb went straight up into the ceiling and didn't go outwards. And so they're asking kids, well, who was it? They're, they describe them, and the parents will go out and grab their photo book and say, is there anybody here you recognize? Yeah, you know, somebody that the child had never met. But it was, he goes, that's my, that's, that was who was there without the glasses. She goes, well, that's your grandmother. She was there to protect you. And uh, this went on with all the children, and they're all saying the same thing. And all the teachers saying, you know, it wasn't our idea to pray. It wasn't our idea you know, to put this tape down. And they explain, this bomb expert explains all this stuff through there saying there's just no way that, that this should have happened the way it happened without a miracle. And so I was just bringing up that, you know, we all believe in angels and demons of some sort to some extent. What do you guys think? I mean, are angels coming down and, and, it don't, and, it and almost taking so, care of good people? It almost sounds like if we make a, attach this episode with our second episode with the Mothman, the Mothman being a bad omen and these butterfly people being the good omens, protecting people where bad things happened after the Mothman was sighted, and then... So we've established moths are bad, butterflies are good. Butterflies are good. Well, that's just general knowledge. That's just general knowledge. You see a butterfly in your house, go, oh, if you're outside, you see a moth in your house, kill it, kill it with fire, one of those things. (laughs) Kill it. We're going to get some feedback on that one from the moth people. Yeah, exactly. Be the first feedback we got ever. I'm... yeah, I mean, uh, space aliens, angels. I mean, there, there, there's a bunch of stories correlating with. Uh, you specifically said butterfly people, and uh, what was it? Even there was like I think like a children caravan uh, for trying to like travel for Chernobyl, if I remember correctly, like some story I heard, and they said how they saw like uh, you know uh, butterfly beings that uh, instructed they're just trying to block the way to stop them from going and. It was right before the Chernobyl accident. I mean, there, there's a ton of stories everywhere, and clearly you're finding pages and pages more, Jimmy. Yeah, it's very interesting. There is not a whole lot of stuff out there, uh, but if you just type in Joplin, Missouri, you'll see these murals all over the city. And, um, you know, it's just, you know, here's a quote saying, you know, some of the kids had seen some of the visions of the butterflies or butterfly people and helped them to keep calm and keep them safe. Other students reported seeing white lights. The stories come from students with different religious and social economic backgrounds. He goes, it's across the board. This is a therapist talking. He says, uh, they do not try to dissuade the students from thinking that way. The goal is to help students process what they experience. Judith Cohan is not surprised by any of the children's stories. She's a psychiatrist and medical director at the Center of Traumatic Stress and of Children's uh, Hospital in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. She goes, butterfly people or angels are a child's way of understanding what happened, why some people died and others lived. She goes, children have no control over what they are caught up in, in a tornado or any other traumatic event, but that can control the meaning they take from home. Children see parents as a protective shield against the world, and angels are extensions of that, she said. Children want to believe that they will be protected, and she goes, and it's just uh, not a matter of luck. She goes, it's people that uh, have, have these ideas in their head. But, uh, you know, here's just something I'll read real quick. Emily Huddleston, she was caught up in the tornado. She was 14 years old, and she was a cheerleader. To this day, she has a long scar on her left leg from that night in May. Her family was driving home from her brother's high school graduation. The tornado caught up with them as they neared the house. The Chevy Suburban was tossed up in the air. It crashed to the ground two blocks away. So the tornado threw them two blocks away in a, in a loaded Suburban truck. No one was seriously hurt except Emily. A chunk of debris was lodged up in her thigh. She took weeks to recuperate, moving from wheelchair to walker to finally walking on her own. About two months after the tornado, she stood in her backyard and it was summer. Her house was gone and the trees were gone. Now, now she could see the ruined hulk of St. John's Medical Center, which was a few blocks away. I mean, their hospital got nailed too and anyway she goes a butterfly landed on her arm it was a black and orange monarch butterfly she goes and then other butterflies kept landing on her arm she goes it kept happening all that summer and hasn't stopped these kids are going out and and before they they used to have the normal few butterflies 
And the city is now inundated with butterflies, and they're always with children. So, I mean, just kind of interesting. She goes, Emily says, I look to them as my angels. She goes, I really do. So, I think this stands uh, to show that uh, childhood diabetes does bleed through in the sweat glands. So, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, I, I, found, I, I googled up a little bit here, and uh, there's a fandom page for the butterfly people. Is there? Yeah, and uh, a user says, oh, like the Mothman. And then people below it's like, but less evil and also less destructive. My favorite one so far is, what if the Mothman was some kind of corrupt butterfly person? Maybe he's kicked kicked out of the butterfly mafia. (laughs) We don't know. It's a butterfly mafia now. I I feel like this whole, like, biblical... Instead of killing people, they save people, but he wanted to kill people, so he got kicked out of the saving mafia. I feel like it's the whole biblical representation of an angel angel getting kicked out, that whole thing. Uh, Also, before we get to fans, because they expect us to deep fry these things. Uh, I do want to point out that we have correlated so far these stories with Jimmy on the locations and times of uh, um, furry cons, just to make sure that people weren't mistaken in seeing some uh, fruity person dressed up in a costume. And the closest one would have been like Rain First 2011, but that was in Seattle. So uh, what did you just say? Rain First? Rain First. Rain First? That's what they, they, they call the convention. Are you talking like uh, where they all dress up like crazy? and 100%. Yeah. Yes. Unless a tornado sucked them out and threw them over Joplin. That, that's that'd be a that'd be a ways to fly. But I just want to make sure that, that was elaborated before we get fan mail. Right. So back to the whole thing here. I mean, angels, demons, butterfly people. Have you guys ever had any experience with with, with a ghost? Furries. Furries. Have I mean, have you ever had any any anything with a ghost or anything with a near death ex- experience that you could you could talk about? Anything ever happened really weird to you? Because I've got one. I, I I've got two that I could tell you if you need to think for a second. So nothing. You got never had any experience with. Nothing. Well, I mean, I've I've seen a lot of things that go. Hmm, interesting. Is that a ghost or something? But other than near death experiences, nothing off the top of my head. I yeah. Believe well, I did see Jimmy's bare ass once. So I mean, oh, well, that won't make you. That's religious. near death. That was near death for me. The way you're talking, <laughs> wow. that is the near-death experience. How close for you. were you, my ass? I, I'm just saying, my prescription doubled after that. I Man, I know, <laughs> I know atomic okay. bombs are a my thing. My eye but... prescription doubled. Okay, here's the thing: of if what Viagra? Quit touching yourself, and you won't go blind. Okay. Words from my mother. Well, I mean, <laughs> words from your mother. <laughs> That's right. She called up and, hey, tell Robbie this. <laughs> Please tell me that that before she passed, you did walk into her living room with a cane, just pretending like, Mom. I tell you, I've had. So my mom had a wonderful sense of humor. Did she now? She was hilarious. Unlike my dad, not that funny. Mom, hilarious. And and my mom had congestive heart failure. She had surgery on her heart, ended up with staph infection on her heart, Ooh. ended up losing both legs above the knee to a rare form of, of dry gangrene that they had not seen since Vietnam. There's a wet gangrene, a dry gangrene? Dry gangrene. Her, I'm, I, I'm not trying to gross you out, but I'm... I'm not, I'm not my, grossed my, out. My, I'm my just... mom was in a hospital for over a year and in, in a coma, went from 130 pounds to like 200 pounds with fluid. Her feet... The bottom of her feet turned, you can only describe it as a raisin or a prune, black and shriveled up because there was, of the stack infection, there was no blood flow going in her feet. So they ended up amping, amputating her legs to How save How long her, ago was life. this? Back in 2012. Oh, that, oh. Right. Like these super mercies you hear about. Yes. And and anyway, I mean, I could go on about this forever, but my, my mom knew she had a congestive heart failure. She had several heart surgeries. They put a valve in her heart. And so she, she knew her time was short, 
and we talked about it a lot when it was just her and I, or my, she talked to my, I have one brother and she would talk to my brother about it. And I don't think my dad was interested in talking about it. So she talked to my brother and I about it a lot. And you know, the thing is she, she had had a, what do you call those, uh, living, living will, Robbie, we just talked about that on another podcast, living will, living will. And so we knew exactly what she wanted. And she says, you know what, if I'm at that point where I'm unresponsive, freaking unplug me, just do it. And I said, I'm not too sure. She goes, pussy. <laughs> Jeez. My mom. Yeah. Wow. And anyway, I said, you know what I'm going to do to you? I said, I'm going to unplug you. And when you die, I'm going to plug you back in. And you're going to sit up in bed and go. Ugh! And then I'm going to unplug you and go boom. And I'm going to do like five or six times. And I'm going to put it on f-ing YouTube. Fucking Frankenstein. Boom, 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 boom. And you know what she said to me? She goes, dare you. <laughs> At least now we know why Jimmy's so fucked up. Yeah. Oh, no shit. So anyway, and this, this is a true story. God's honest truth. So when my mom passed away, um, my, my first wife and I were in the room. My brother and his wife were in the room. All the grandkids. Uh, my brother's got three boys. I got two boys. And my dad. We're all in the room. Uh, they tell us she's going to go in the next six hours or whatever. I mean, we knew she wasn't going to make it very long. And now you have to realize when you don't have your legs, you know, she was amputated both legs above the knee. I mean, my brother was on one side of her and I was on the other side. And we were just holding her hand as a comfort. And she was in a coma. And she sat up and stared up into the corner of the room and went, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow. And she sat up in bed and did that. And, you know, I don't know how much strength she had left in her body, but she pulled up with our hands, said, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow. And then she laid back down. And about a few minutes later, she sat back up and she said, beautiful robe. And then she passed. And uh, we're all sitting there going, holy crap. And so you kind of forget about that whole story. And six months ago, I'm reading a story about famous people's last words. And Steve Jobs, and you can look it up. Steve Jobs' last words were, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow. Really? That's some creepy stuff. See, I just figured that your mom, you know, knowing that relationship you just described, would have done that just to f*** with you. Oh, and you know, the other thing is, I told her, I told her, I said, you know, you can haunt me anytime you want. Just not in the bathroom, not in the bedroom. She goes, that's the first place I'm coming. <laughs> that's the first place I'm you coming. You know, my mom always told me that when she dies, that she is going to come back as a Tweety Bird just to piss me off and sit outside my window and just, nah, 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 outside my window. And that happened. I haven't talked to my mom about any of this, nor will I. <laughs> I don't want to know my it mom's plans. It was more one of those things where I didn't want to. But she's kind of told me anyway. I'm going to shit on your car. I'm going to shit. And I'm going to piss you off. Right. If I'm going to shit you. on your car. Yeah, so just extremely. And so my mom wore a 1980s scent called Javon Musk for women. And twice I've smelled it in my home so overpowering it gave me goosebumps and brought tears to my face. What'd you find? Steve Jobs' final words. What it was? Oh, it? wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. No, no, that that was from his ex-wife. Yeah, I'm sure. And, uh, it's a true story, right? Yeah, no, it's... it's Yeah, uh, before embarking, he looked at his sister, Patty, then for a long time at his children, then at his life partner, Lorraine. Then over their shoulder that passed, Steve's final words were, oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow. That was my mom's exact words. And so, I mean, are you getting a glimpse of heaven? Or, like, Robbie would be getting a glimpse of hell? <laughs> Robbie, would be going, Robbie would be going, shit. Oh shit. oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Jimmy warned me about this. Jimmy warned me about this. So, my second... No, hold on. Wait, before, before we move on, um, I scrolled down a bit further. Yeah. And there's a verdict part. And it says, false. 
There was no evidence to show Steve Jobs' last words. His sister revealed that his final words were, oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow. Oh, of course there's no evidence. you got to get it from the family. <laughs> I know, I know, but that's just, just fact-checking whatever. Who there's... else was in the room? His iPhone? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it was probably rebooting. <laughs> it was on his last firmware update, if you know what I mean. Jeez, come on. <laughs> oh, it's Steve Too Jobs. Too Wozniak soon. is our true blessing. Too soon. And so, so my second story is... Where I work, I, I work in a, a, a bread warehouse. I drive bread truck for a living because this ain't f***ing paying the bills. Well, not yet. Okay. And anyway, um, so in our bread warehouse, there are three of us drivers. We've all heard things, and it always happens when you're in the bathroom. Now, you got to realize there's only, there, there, there's only three of us that work there. You sure that's not Rob's? No. He knows where you live and I'm gonna work. Put a recording. Let's be honest yeah. here. I'm going to record in his bathroom now. <laughs> He's just going to take a shit yeah. and be like, oh, wow. Exactly. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I'll be going to the bathroom going, wow. That fucking stinks. Fuck nuts. Fuck tart. Stop. Just, just stop. Hold on. Can I say fuck tart? No. What happened? Stop. Can't in say retard. Can't what say happened retard. in the bimbo bathroom? So, no, this always happens when the three of us come in at different times. And we we are not there together a lot. I mean, we... we and anyway, um, it's always when you're by yourself. Well, I hope not. There's only one stall. Yeah, one stall. But you're in the bathroom. <laughs> I mean, you know, people that work together yeah. fit together. And you hear people walking out there. And you hear, you hear bread trays slamming. Well, here's the one that's been freaking us all out now. Three years ago, this 4th of July... Uh, one of our coworkers, who was a driver, uh, took his children or his grandkids out uh, just nearby here in one of the lakes. They went out fishing, and when he came home, he went uh, down to his basement to take a shower so he'd have dinner with his grandkids. Had a widowmaker heart attack and died, and we found out the next morning that 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 he had died uh, at home. So Johnny was a trickster, huge trickster, and do all kinds of crazy stuff to us. And he he'd come out of like Robbie style trickster, like dildo in your fish tank. He took no. he took uh, responsibility for the crosses prank in Jimmy's front yard. Yeah, he did. Oh, Jimmy yeah. never knew for years. No, that oh. I, mean, I just found out that Rob's did it. I blame Johnny. He said, "Hey, I did that." Oh, jeez. But anyway, what Johnny would do what was so damn funny is we have a stereo with four big speakers in there, and we have it on the radio in the morning, and it it will get really freaking loud. Um, and anyway. When one certain song came on, and it was a Molly Hatchet song called Flirting with Disaster. And when that came on, that was Johnny's favorite band, his favorite song. And he'd go over, and he'd turn that son of a bitch up, and he'd do this freaking chicken dance to the point where you about peed yourself laughing. Now, two weeks ago, I'm in the bathroom, and the stereo's up. You know, it's, I can hear it through the door. It's pretty loud. And that song came up, came on, and it got louder and louder and louder. And I swear to God that Jeff was there. Or, or the other guy's name is Jim also. And I know that Jim had left a half hour ago. And so I called Jeff, and Jeff wasn't anywhere near the building. So that stereo went from, it's got the digital reader. Keep it at about 25. It went from 25 to 45. It's about where, where Johnny would crank it and dance. And I came out of there, and I just had goosebumps. And I'm like, who in the hell is in here you know, screwing with me, especially with that song? And um, I talked to his, his wife, his widow, she, after he passed away, she moved down to be closer to the grandkids and stuff. Now, he has pulled pranks on three or four of their friends where they know it was him exactly. Just crazy stuff. Stuff that, like on the farm, um, 
he 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 uh they actually have a videotape of the gate uh, um in the barn where they let all the cows in and stuff so um anyway uh, they have a videotape of the gate opening by itself the latch going up and opening by itself and all the cows got out in the yard <laughs> they have videotape of it and i'm like holy crap and but that was something he would do and and the first thing that came to their mind was oh it's johnny so i mean i really think there is an afterlife um and i think people are able to come back and forth to help. so you're insinuating butterfly pranksters you know who knows i mean wouldn't that be great i would come back here and i would take a shit near aquarium every day <laughs> big ghost turd floating in there <laughs> is that what a turd makes oh, what is with all these people sound? trying to like shit on things in the afterlife i don't know but you know if if people what? like your mom, well, like, what what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> like your mom shitting on your car. Well, well yeah, okay, I'm gonna shit in your sense. aquarium. Like, all right. But I mean, there's it. It just begs it begs to to be answered. I mean, do things like that happen? I well, mean, I see. Here's the thing. Me personally, okay, you guys know me pretty well. I believe in ghosts. You'd be a pink butterfly. No. Oh, okay. No. You'd be um, one of those gay butterflies going. <laughs> hey. No. No. Um. I, I personally believe in butter or butterflies. <laughs> I do. I personally believe in butterflies. No, I believe in ghosts. That explains I, that tattoo on your, your ass. The one that isn't there Why are you yet. looking at his ass? <laughs> Long story. Anyway, so I personally believe in ghosts. And if we're getting to like talking about ghost stories and whatnot. Well, this is all. See, I, I used to work at an old restaurant, you know, just on the road from us. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's supposedly haunted. Okay. And there's been plenty of times that people have heard things. But I, I, I claim to have seen something. So uh, there was an old doorway from that connects the kitchen to the bar. And I was leaning up against the, the little wood watching the TV. It's a summer day. You know, you, warm, whatnot. Were you drinking? Not yet. That was... I think I was, I was after. Getting, I, was, I was getting off for like 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and... I was just sitting there watching, and it's bright outside, kind of blinding, but you can still see. And I saw this, what I thought was a mist, just go right in front of my eyes. And then I looked, and it was gone. And I just sat there, did I just see that? You know, it's warm, you can't see your breath, and it's light outside to where you really can't see anything, you know, too far. That's my claim to, you know, seeing a ghost, it's... I, I personally believe in ghosts. You know, any other anything creepy like that, I'm all in. Oh, it was it was a, about two months. It was in the fall of the year when it was kind of a warm day but cool. And I, I mean, I, I understand how this can happen. But in the city park across from us, I saw this mist that was dancing. And the only reason I saw it is because the kids were all playing basketball across the street and they're pointing at it. I'm like, what are they pointing at? And I went, ooh, that is freaking creepy. And I'm sure it was just probably something to do with the weather or whatnot and stuff. But it still makes you think, you know, well, could this be somebody trying to communicate? Could this be another, another, you know, dead person hanging out in the park? I don't know. You know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm lost in all of this because I haven't had any of these stories. The closest thing I've had is a friend that uh, said uh, when we were younger, hey, man, you know that Ghostbusters scene? Like, what one? You know the one where the ghost has freaky times with him in bed? What happened to me last night? I woke up. It was all over everywhere. Dude, it's not a ghost. <laughs> what? It's a wet dream. What? No, it was a ghost. What? It was Slimer. It so, was Slimer. So uh, he, he did not live the end of that. So, But yeah, butterfly people. Butterfly uh, people. 
people protecting children. I'm all, I mean, you know what? If it's not real, I wish it was. We need we need more good people protecting kids. To Jimmy, another. what butterfly tattoos? We need matching, to have this happen. Matching butterfly matching tattoos. butterfly tattoos. Yes. Yes. Yes, I think you and Trent should get matching butterfly tattoos. Of course, that's exactly where I thought that was going. You know, you know what you should do, Robs, is have your your brown little starfish tattooed bright blue, and then both your butt cheeks bright red, and then that way when you're you know you take your butt cheeks and just kind of flap them together, it looks like a little oh butterfly. My gosh. Think about I it. could flap my oh my, my wings, right? Or you're else, right. You know, you could ride in the back. Of you your don't have truck to grab backwards. your butt cheek; you just twerk. <laughs> no, nobody's going to be twerking. All right. On that note, we need your submissions. If you've heard of uh, people that have been in terrible situations or not so terrible situations at night alone and woke up and suddenly they thought a butterfly touched them, we need to know about it. Please send those in. Deepfriedconspiracies.com. Send those in. We need those stories. We need your butterfly, not to be mistaken with moth stories, because we still get yeah. those. We'll Good those omen, too. bad omen. Okay, anything bad omen is Mothman, Moth, anything. Good omen, apparently this so far that we've talked about was butterfly people. And if you don't have those stories, you can at least make up your friend Steve who went to the Rainforest Convention in 2011 as a butterfly. Sweet. What? Yes. What? Everybody has a... Has a friend a, named Steve that's gone to the Rainforest? Has a, has a furry friend, you know what I mean? <laughs> Once again, this is a fine example where some animals should eat their young. Jimmy's always saying I'm delicious. So uh, is that all you got, Jimmy? That's all I got. I think I I gave you a... You gave me a steamer. A plethora. A steamer. No, if I gave you a steamer, steamer. I'm not giving anybody a steamer. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you pay me. You gave me a steamer, and you also said you're going to steam in my aquarium. I gave you a plethora When he's dead. When he's dead. (laughs) You know what? When I die, I'm going to haunt your... Bedroom. Can I put a butterfly in your gravestone? Like a little sticker? Actually, I'm going to be cremated, and you guys can sit around and smoke me. Thank Promise? You. Oh, yeah. You mix me some good weed. <laughs> anyway, so to end this <laughs> podcast, we're just going to leave you with, do you believe in butterfly people protecting people? Was it just a weird, random, sciencey thing that those kids didn't die from this gas bomb? Is the Mothman a bad omen? These uh, butterfly people good omens? Are they angels? Are they just disguised as butterfly people that they can and can't do things? And were wet dreams as a kid secretly butterfly people or ghosts? Could Who be. knows? You know, if you what, want. To- what did you just say? What? What? <laughs> Y'all replay the tape. Yeah. Uh, for those who are listening, again, you can uh, call in or email. I think we have the phone number still uh, yep. still saved. Uh, deepfriedconspiracies.com. Jimmy, last thoughts. Yeah. So if you guys want to check it out for yourself, um, the the name of the a thing on Netflix is called Super Tornado. It's like a like I said, it's probably less than an hour long. At at marker thirty four minutes thirty eight seconds is when they talk about butterfly people. And it's just briefly mentioned, and that's where I, I started all this from. Second of all, if you want to see that uh, that other movie about the in Cokeville, Wyoming, it's called The Cokeville Miracle, released in 2015. That's also on Netflix. Check it out. So thank you very much. Go look down below. Hit us up on Discord. Email us. Call us. Text us. Whatever. Uh, other than that. Or if you're a ghost, come haunt Trent. Shit on his car. <laughs> I'm going to right now. Thank you for listening to Deep Fried Conspiracies, and we are
that's the bottom line. Cause Stone Cold said so. <laughs> <laughs>